Hey, this is Brian Jetson, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And sitting across from me today is Juno-nominated Canadian jazz vocalist and songwriter Barbara Lika, fresh from the string of Western Canada dates. I think you're in Western Canada, weren't you, Barbara? Yeah, we just did uh, Saskatoon, Edmonton, and Calgary. Awesome. And that was just a couple days ago, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Cool. It feels it feels like longer because I've been just sleeping so much. But yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you here. Yeah, it's good to be here. So, uh, new record coming out. A new record came out. No, on it the came 9th. out. It came out on Friday. On the ninth, it's called "You're Fine." It's called "You're Fine." Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. What can we expect? Oh gosh. Uh, well, basically, I I was just kind of looking for a new source of inspiration because I was in a bit of a funk Mm -hmm. and I I went out to well Western Canada (laughs) to uh, Banff which is just outside of Calgary and they have this art center and it was the first ever songwriter workshop they were doing and I literally the thing you're not supposed to do where you don't even read about who's teaching you just sign up right and when I showed up, it was all Nashville songwriters yeah. running this residency and singing country music at us. And I was like, this is so amazing. <laughs> Man, I want to sing this. But but of course, you know, I sing the way I do from the background I come from. And and so I thought it might be cool to kind of amalgamate some things. So right. I just started becoming obsessed with blending jazz and country and was going back and forth between Nashville and Toronto and yeah. workshopping with a band. And yeah, so at the end of the day, I think I must have written at least 40 tunes and we recorded about 15 of them. And wow, there's 12 on the album. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. I look forward to hearing it. Yeah. So I was reading that uh, I was reading about you and you were called one of Canada's top female jazz singers by CBC Radio 2. Yeah, that was that was when Tim Tamashiro was doing Tonic. Yeah. He just recently gave up the throne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was it was good. It was a really good thing because it would always pop up, you know, high on search engines. So people mm-hmm. would look up, you know, Toronto jazz singer and so I just started getting a lot of gigs out of that. Yeah, but to be Canada's one of Canada's best. Yeah. Right. That's quite a stat, right? <laughs> You should be proud hey, of that. It's in the CV, so <laughs> I'm going with it. That's law now. Awesome. And so we're going to hear a little bit. What are you going to play today? You're going to play a tune for us. Today. We're going to play a tune from the new album. Um, we're going to do my my spite tune that I wrote for an ex-boyfriend. It's called The Birds and the Bees. Okay, great. So do you want to go through your songs first and then do the tune, or do you want to do the tune now? Yeah, I mean, how does it how does it usually work? What's the let's let's go through the songs and you we'll okay? Finish, let's we'll go through the songs. Let's so go through the that. songs. Sure. Yeah. All right. So your first tune. Now, let me tell you before we start. I uh, I got your list, and I love this this list that you sent. Like, there's some fa- there's some stuff that I knew on it already, which I loved. Yeah. There's some stuff I didn't know that I love now. Yeah. So thank you for introducing me to uh, a couple of these. And we'll go, as we go through, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you which ones they were. Okay. But great, great playlist. Thank so you. Very well done. I put a lot of agonizing thought into it because I don't make choices well. That's kind of, that's <laughs> kind of fun though, isn't it? Sort of. I mean, if you if you want to ask me for my top 100, no problem. Top seven. Ooh. I know everybody has, that, it's hard to, <laughs> it's, to, to it's pare a, it down to seven. Super, super hard. Yeah. But see, we, the show is not, you know, 10 hours long, so we can't really have. Well. <laughs> We could just have a super long edition. Or you could do, you could do, you could do <laughs> My 10 hundred shows. favorite songs. Yeah. <laughs> All 
All right. So your first one here is uh, by Corinne Bailey Ray, and it's Put Your Records On. Yeah. So uh, Corinne Bailey Ray, I remember the first time that song came on the radio, I just listened to it and I and I felt that this was the perfect song. Like yeah. If anything, I I heard that and I said, I want to write something like this. And, and I think I've just been trying to and her I mean her music is unbelievable my favorite tune of hers ever as I dug in is this song called I do it all again yep I don't know if you heard it yes I have yeah so she just has this crazy so she sings completely like a jazz singer Mm -hmm. and there's these this jazz vibe to it and I found out that she was a jazz singer and she was married to a jazz musician who I think overdosed so she also has yeah she also has this super melancholy thing about her but she's kind of smiling and sad at the same time and yeah I think she's just the perfect singer with the perfect songs if such a thing exists yeah yeah no this song is 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 outstanding I've always really liked this song there's a cool modulation at the very end of it that's really amazing it's just great songwriting yeah I love it it was kind of like my gateway into her stuff. I was I was gonna give you one of the the choice nugs, as my piano player would say. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I think I think that that song is the first thing that I heard that really got me into singer songwriters. Period. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it would. I can see how it could definitely. Uh, your next tune is by Dalla. It's called Horses. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, with with Dala, I had never heard them before, and somebody got me tickets to a concert of theirs at the Elgin. Okay. And so I just go there not knowing what to expect, and it's one of my favorite concerts that I've ever been to. Okay. They just were so relaxed. It's these two girls. Yeah. And they were just telling the stories of every song. And it kind of changed the way I do my own shows. And mm-hmm. it was so impactful because it was almost as though the way they told the stories would completely change the way you heard the song. Yes. And I'd heard this song before without knowing that it was them. And they told the story about this boy who is stuck in a hospital room. And, you know, he can't move. He can't do anything. And he's just looking out his window. Mm. And it adds a whole other level of context to this song yeah so it, it just you know you're hearing it like it's the first time just because of the way they draw this story out for you so right. i remember just the goosebumps <laughs> made your skin vibrate yeah oh it was one of the it was it was definitely one of the best concerts i've ever been to in my life and yeah. i follow them now religiously yeah so. so they're from are they're from they're, Canadian. They're I know Canadian. That. I think they're from from Hamilton or something. Yeah, from Ontario. I, I, I don't, they're from Ontario anyway. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, they just sort of they play piano and guitar and sometimes random xylophones. And <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that they play play that toy Glock in concert, which I tried to do once at a Christmas show. Um, not as well as for them, <laughs> no. <laughs> but the audience did root for me. Perfect. That's <laughs> like what like you I need. was a little engine that could. There you um, go. That's what you want. Right so there. they're, yeah, they're they're just they're unbelievable storytellers, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's really an element that a lot of concerts are missing for me. Awesome. So this next song is one that you introduced me to, and I I, I actually added it to my personal playlist because I am so fond of it. It's by Melody Gardot. And it's called If the Stars Were Mine. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Melody Melody Gardot is just such a 
character. I had I had the privilege to meet her once, mm. and she just let's talk about storytelling. I mean, she's from Philadelphia, but she travels so much that it's like she has this accent you can't pinpoint. Okay, and, <laughs> and she's so she's so confident and sexy, and and so she kind of brings she she's more on the jazz side of things compared to the other things I put on this list. Yeah. But she brings this sort of contemporary edge to jazz. You know, she's coming from the other side. And she brings this, these modern subjects. And it's strange because a song like that, you hear it and you think it's a standard. Mm-hmm. And you realize she wrote it. And she has that, you know, almost whispered sexy performance that you instantly know is her. Right. She's just, even the way she does her little scat solo, she's a... <laughs> so she just, you know, just whatever she wants. That 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 woman is at the I, top of the mountain. <laughs> I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So thank you for introducing that to me. I always say one of the best persons doing the show is finding out about stuff like this. So. Yeah, you got to check out Melody Gardot. She's very. She has some great music videos too. There's one one old fashioned bathtub, black and white music video she oh, does. Wow. It's unbelievable. Where she has cool. men in top hats serving her. Of course she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Next. Uh, I knew about this woman. She collaborated with Ryan Adams. I think she is like first rate. Rachel Yamagata songs, I'll Find a Way. Yeah. This is amazing stuff. I, I think most of her stuff is really awesome. Yeah. Rachel Yamagata is one of those people that writes about things that are very difficult to write about because they're very they're very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, she writes a lot about being obsessive, things that we wouldn't necessarily admit. And that song, you know, and and so many songs on that album, I think it's called Happenstance. They're they're all just about her obsessing over an ex-boyfriend who's with somebody else, which actually is what a lot of my songs are about too. <laughs> but maybe because you know she gives you the bravery to write about that kind of stuff and yeah. and you know she has this this bridge in that tune about you know acknowledging that this isn't pretty or cute. It's actually just a very ugly sad side of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I love that. I love I mean that tune and Ode to is another one on that album. Yep. And then there's Be Be Your Love. I remember having an obsessive crush on somebody in university and I would literally listen to that song every single night for maybe like three, four months. No way. Yeah, just tossing and turning, like Rachel Yamagata, you get you get it. <laughs> How did you find out about her? I just heard, I think BB Your Love made it onto the radio. Mm-hmm. And so I ran to pick up the album and then I just couldn't stop listening to it. Yeah. Same. It just was so in tune with what I was thinking and feeling at the time that that's the best, that's the best kind of music experience, I think. Maybe because I'm so into the lyric side of things that when they say the things that I want to say better than I would say it, yes. I'm just paralyzed <laughs> yeah yeah but relation right yeah yeah I, I think she's fantastic yeah i love that i remember there was a songwriter I, I met actually in banff and she had this great line she said you know be as specific as you like because nobody's that special that's a, that's a great <laughs> and it was so it's so true with rachel yamagata i mean she's so specific but yeah. we're the same yeah, it's, it's true <laughs> yeah it's absolutely true Next, another one I'm familiar with. Uh, she does Elvis Presley blues. 
Her name is actually, it's pronounced Gillian Welch. Did you know that? I did not. I've yeah. been saying Gillian for a while. I was corrected on this show. I actually said Gillian Welch, and somebody said it's pronounced Gillian. Oh, man. Which okay. I did not know. Wow. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so you learned something today. Yeah, I'm learning, <laughs> learning all the time. <laughs> so the song that you brought in was Barroom Girls. Yeah, Barroom Girls, um, I I heard it for the first time in Banff and I thought that it was such a great example of just masterful songwriting mm -hmm. because the way the way it's described you can see it you know you can it's a very illustrative kind of of writing where yes. you just you're in there that bar you see the girls you see every part of it you see the subtext yeah and it's very you know transporting or so it's or whatever the the verb there is. <laughs> I think there's another. But anyway, um, yeah, it's 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 just such a masterful piece of writing. Mm -hmm. You don't come across that a lot. You know, whether whether it makes you you feel something or not, you're, I'm just so impressed. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, you look at other Gillian songs, and it's it's just really the top. It's the it's the top you can go with songwriting. So yeah, have now have you heard Elvis Presley blues? No. No, you show you check it out. It's really, really something. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, she's she's terrific. You know? Yeah, she's just she's just a wordsmith. She's yeah. just it's so clever. It's so clever that it hurts. Yeah, you just listen to it and you're like, oh, it's so simple, but it's so good. But that's the beauty in her songwriting and her yeah. music in general. You feel like just, you could write it, but you never did. <laughs> yeah, it's just really organic. Yeah. Yeah, it's simple, but it, it's she's not it's, trying it's too pure. hard. She's not doing that mega hipster, you know, use strange metaphors that nobody understands, but exactly. pretends to understand. Yes. She's just very layman speak, but so well done. Yeah. Next, Ella Fitzgerald with Louis Armstrong. They can't take that away from me. Yeah, I thought I thought I'd throw that in there. I was doing as I was making this list, I was doing a lot of firsts like, you know, you know, the first person got me into songwriting and the first person knew this and that. And mm -hmm. so that tune was the first tune period that made me want to be a professional singer at all. Because oh. my parents were both professional musicians. Yep. And so it was kind of like the family business that you rebelled against. Yep. And then I remember hearing, it was on one of my, my dad's albums, it was this tune. And I was in my room and I remember like I just fell over. Yeah. And I wanted so badly to be in the room with them and be the third person, <laughs> ah, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's just wherever they were, it sounded so happy and amazing and perfect. And I remember just having this feeling like, uh oh, I think I love music. This is not good. <laughs> why, why would that be good? Oh, because you're it's a family business. How are you supposed to rebel? So now, how old were you at that time? Oh, at that time, maybe I was like 10, 11 or so. Okay. And what, what type of music did your parents uh, perform? My mom was a pop singer in Romania, although at the oh. time, I guess it was a communist country. So she was forced to, to sing a lot of, uh, a lot of sort of um, standards, political, oh. <laughs> political music, because you were only allowed to sing about the greatness of the motherland and Ceausescu and everything. Okay. But she was touring everywhere and singing kind of pop music at the time. Right. And my uh, my dad was a pianist. Okay. 
and they're pianist. I've heard people say they wanted to be pianist. It's a new movement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, he was he was kind of playing pop stuff too. He had this ear on him, like he would kind of pick up anything. Um, but he was also playing a lot of classical, and he had played a lot of trumpet in the military. And that's how we got out of fighting. <laughs> ah, interesting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they kind of met in in Canada and started this band. And even though it didn't work out with them, yeah, uh, they both agreed that me and my brother should study music from a very young age. Okay. So it was like boot camp and we hated it. Like my mom would stay over my brother with her hand like on his neck to keep him sitting at the piano. No. Like Mrs. Gimmelstein said two hours, you will stay two hours. Oh my God. Like she had the energy to do that, just to fight us to do that. And then, you know, after school you had uh, you know, your piano lessons or your history or your harmony or yeah. various other courses that I've since forgotten. <laughs> and or like anytime the friends would come over you had to sing and play for their friends and there was a constantly a concert and i can't wow. even hear somewhere over the rainbow anymore um wow. although i did sneak it into one of my songs but <laughs> yeah 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 but uh but yeah it was it was a thing like you just didn't want to love it but how could you not you know yeah well you know i could see how you wouldn't love it under those circumstances but see that's testament to the power of music isn't it yeah, it's just, it's it's a great thing and it really pulls you in like that. But I so badly wanted to hate it. And it seemed so <laughs> unpragmatic too. You know, they'd struggled so much trying to do music before they moved on. And mm. then they struggled even with moving on. Yeah. I mean, my mom still tells me that she, she still imagines she's going to have a gig and that she's going to be a singer someday. Like she, oh, really? she feels the pain of that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And and I don't wanna I don't wanna try something and risk failing something and yes. you know I just wanted I just wanna be like a lawyer or something, you know, <laughs> have benefits, stay in one place, travel for fun, you know, not travel for anyway. And here you are doing such a great job though. I'm you're, doing you're, it, you're... I'm doing it. It's uh I've I've been lucky so far, but nominated for a Juno, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a I am a official Juno loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, your last song here, Barbara, is by Nora Jones. It's called Carnival Town. Yeah. So um, again, like I've I've always you know on the Rachel Yamagata side, I've always loved songs that are about obsession and looping. Um, just like that that song, uh, I do it all again, which yeah. is exactly like that too. So this this carnival town talks about you know this carousel and going around and around and following the same patterns, which you know I've interpreted as patterns of insanity, yeah. <laughs> and just not you know not accepting not accepting failure or stopping or perhaps changing direction. Yeah. And so I just um, you know it's easy to pick a tune from Nora. That's just from Come Away, yes. Come Away With Me. It's such a great album. But I actually think that this is her her best tune of all time. Because mm. it's just so, again, it's so illustrative. And it's so, it sounds like something happy, but it's so dark. Yeah. So you might like 70s music then. Maybe. Same yeah. thing. There's a huge, <laughs> I talk about this all the time. So it's dichotomous because 70s music sounds happy. But if you listen to the lyrics, they're sad. Yeah. Oftentimes which is very confusing as a kid, right? 
there's something very dark about it. It reminds me of like the musicians when we were in university going out to play on the Disney ships mm. and talking about that whole creepy element of staying in character and sailing around in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> this is very interesting. I didn't really know yeah, about this. Yeah, it's this whole thing where you, you, know, you can't be seen outside of your costume or really? you always have to be smiling. Or somebody told me that one of the ship rules was you can't say I'm um, no problem because no problem is a problem. You have to say my pleasure. Ah, so so it's like things like that. You couldn't even say the word problem because it had a negative connotation. Yeah, so that's really interesting. I have a, one of my good <laughs> friends used to work for Disney. Yeah, when he was like twenty or twenty-one, he was he was a lifeguard at Walt Disney World, I believe it was. And so he told me that they had like a, a this thing called the lookbook. Yeah. Where you have to look a certain way and your grooming has to be a certain way and there's a certain vocabulary that you have to use and that sort of thing. And it's a thick book. Yeah. And so it's almost like, you know, dare I say, it's almost cultish a little bit. Right? Of course. <laughs> there's such a dark element to it. It's like when you read about the Amazon people peeing in a bottle. Like, yeah. You know, to create to create this amazing, beautiful, joyful experience. There's yeah. just so much dark suffering. And, dr- and just going around in that boat in your mascot outfit, you know, in circles <laughs> while they try to make you gamble. And so I, I love that. I love all imagery and songs of circles and loops. And mm. Okay. Well, speaking of songs, you were about to play a song, I believe. Yeah. This is my um, my petty spite song. All right. Your petty spite it's, it's song? It's quite petty. It's quite... <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. I'm so lucky that none of my ex-boyfriends listen to my music as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> as far as you know maybe as they are. far as i know all right so tom come on up have a seat maybe just push that mic back a little bit barbara perfect all right and anytime you're ready take it away i, <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke I wonder what you're doing on this Sunday afternoon. We should get coffee someday soon. Say I heard that you're happy with a girl who looks like me. That's super cool. That's what you wanted. That's what you need. Oh, me, I'm just fine. I could meet you at any time. But he's like, that wouldn't be okay. She wouldn't like if I saw you that way. Only the birds and the bees and the trees can greet me. If that's what she said. Here I am in wonder, cause it's hard to understand. He talks like a child, but he looks like a man. Say I don't want trouble, I've got troubles of my own. But honey, you, you've got troubles more than And she 
need your talking like you need a new pair of walking boots. That wouldn't do, no sir. She doesn't like you with no one but her. Only the birds and the bees and the trees can greet me. That's what she prefers. That wouldn't be okay. She wouldn't like if I saw you that way. Only the birds and the bees and the trees can greet me. If that's what she says. If that's what she wants. That's what it is. All that we had doesn't exist. Kiss me goodnight. And I'll be alright. But that wouldn't be okay. She wouldn't like if I saw you that way. Only the birds and the bees and the trees can greet me. If that's what she says, that wouldn't be okay. She wouldn't like if I saw you that way. Only the birds and the bees and the trees can greet me. If that's what she says, only the birds and the bees and the trees can greet me. If that's what she says, only the birds and the bees and the trees can greet me. If that's what she says. Well done. That was incredible. Did you do that in the right key? <laughs> yeah. It sounded like it. Okay. You have a lovely <laughs> voice. Thank you. That was amazing. Cool. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> it feels like, I guess maybe because I'm sitting, it's weird. Okay. I thought that was really, really good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well it's done. A, it's a, it was a fun little uh, project to put this whole thing together. So. I bet. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the rest of the record. Yeah. Sorry that I don't have one for you. I, oh, I will, I will bring you one. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Really, really well done. I really yeah, enjoyed well, thank, that. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. Well, this has been No Sleep Till Sunbury. No problem. <laughs> you, should, you, shouldn't, you should say no problem. Say no problem. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been No Sleep Till Sunbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guest, Ms. Barbara Lika. Till next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide.